Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good day, baby. Good day. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to be live. Welcome to the Meaning Stream. We're about to go live with a very special set. Mitch Hedberg and Lo-Fi. What could be a better combination than that? Smash that like, share that link. Assemble the troops. It's going down. when they could just mow a lawn. the big questions only the big questions here on the stream of meaning brother or sister sister brother daughter son friend family brave citizens of the MAZ otherwise known as smash that like we're going deep it's a beautiful days to be alive here at the big recorded human days to be alive and uh, tonight tonight we got a special one we're gonna do Mitch Hedberg and lo-fi we're going to take a uh, lovely, rare, 
Mitch Hedberg live performance, you know, from a comedy nightclub back in the day. And we're going to play that, and we're going to play some lo-fi at the same time. And they're going to complement each other. It's going to be very, very uh, enjoyable experience. And, you know, we could all do with a good laugh, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure we could all do with a good laugh. I have not laughed since, I mean, a really, really, you know, a belly laugh, like a... You know, those the, the the I only have so many ribs, Noel Coward laugh. The, yo, yo, we might have to ring an ambulance laugh. I haven't had one of those since uh, since I last looked at Swisser and saw uh, a screen cap. <laughs> you probably saw this. It was wonderful. It was so good. It was a screen cap, and it was a guy, and uh, he stood in front of, like, just a sheet of fire. It's just fire. And the guy's there, and he's got his, he's got, like, some pink earmuffs. And like his broadcasting equipment, and the headline is uh, "Peaceful Protest uh, Goes Off Peacefully" or something like that. I have to find it. Let me put it up. I should have done that before. Before I, before I, I just oh, oh, I was crying. You know the thing when you when you're laughing so much, like it hurts. This, this was it. This was it. Ah, oh, it's so good. Ah, oh, so good. I'm gonna put it on the camera. It says fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. After police shooting. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. But what's so funny about it is like the guy and his expression and his like pink earmuff. I don't know what the pink earmuff is about. And he's got, and he's got these like uh, ski mask, ski goggles on. So he looks like, he looks one of the, like one of these anime SoundCloud rappers, you know? You know these guys, uh, you know, that like their avatar is usually a picture of some hentai or something, you know? Like all those kids that came after Ugly Girl. <laughs> Fiery, but mostly peaceful. I've never seen that before. It's just amazing. Anyway, that was the last time I had a big old laugh. Uh, and that wasn't very long ago, actually. But I figure we need more. You know, we need more laughs. It's 2020. People are very serious. People are just terribly serious out there, you know. And uh, we need... <laughs> I keep laughing about that fiery but mostly peaceful protest thing. It's so good. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Whoever wrote that is a genius. You know there's a mole. There's like some infiltrators. I don't know if you remember last election. Uh, last time there was an election, like one of the American ones, you know. Uh, it was uh, this crazy lady called Hillary. And uh, she was, she just like thought that she was owed uh, the presidency by birthright or something, you know. So she was like mad cocky. So I guess that's why like her platform was just like, I don't know being an angry lady or something i think that was it i can't really remember it's pretty weird but uh anyway there was all this cr- just hilarious constantly hilarious messaging coming out of her camp so the fact that it that just made her look mental so the fact it was like there must be a mole i remember scott adams being like the moles as it again there's the mole there's the mole i think that mole got a job at cnn i think that's what's happened because that shit was hilarious that shit was brilliant that was comedy Genius, fiery, but mostly peaceful. Says the guy with this sheet. Just everything burning behind him. And, uh, you know, it's probably not nice to laugh at, uh, you know, because that's people's businesses burning down. So, shout out to them. Uh, you know, that sucks. But bloody hell. Uh, Pizio Cat, bless up, says for the Maz. Heroes! And dropped five bucks like a G. Matt Lally's in the house. It's like watching Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel live. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. 
Yo. Truly, it's a beautiful day to be alive, and truly, we're going in with a beautiful set. And we're going to get in pretty quickly with that. So uh, here's what I want to know today. We're going to do the international high five. And a lot of time when you do the international high five, I ask you a question. Partly, this was a setup so I could determine that we had an international audience, you know. Because uh, the people would be like, I'm in Korea. And someone would be like, I'm in Afghanistan or whatever. And you'd be like, see, we're international. And then it just became like a Q&A, a little mini Q&A. But it's nice. I like to re- it's a good way of reading the room. It's a sneaky trick I do as a DJ. I get you to, like, you know, reveal some stuff. And that helps me gouge the temperature of the room, you know? And you got to know the temperature of the room so you can tell if it's fiery or not, you know? Is it fiery? I think it's a bit fiery. Bit fiery, but peaceful. Peaceful and fiery, you know? What was the other? They've had loads of these things. So I saw another one yesterday. It said the guy was mostly un- Some guy was mostly unarmed. Or otherwise, it was... What was it? He had a knife, but he was otherwise unarmed. Ah, oh, these people are geniuses. These people are brilliant. Now, uh, so what I want to know is, uh, what, what was the last thing that made you really laugh? Like a real, real powerful laugh. You know, a real, like, all over, all over body experience. Wahahaha. What was the last thing? And uh, as we, as we, as you know, as you think about that, let's listen to Alan Watts laughing. <laughs> There's Alan Watts, what's she seeing in? <laughs> the finest comedy known to man. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Caroline H? Says, I'm feeling peaceful. Good for you. I'm glad you're feeling peaceful, Caroline H. High Weez is in the house, says, The Shivering Tree on Psychedelics. Wit, wit, wit. John Hansen says, Occasionally armed, sometimes dangerous. Good for you. Pissio Cast is damn straight. Good for you. Uh, Matt Lally says, Uh, the guy who got shot had a knife in his car. Clairvoyant police officers should have known. Police, exactly. You know, police should know everything at all times. It's very important. Yo. Yo, what a crazy job. Imagine being a police. Imagine what what a mental job. Absolutely mental job. You're basically just constantly having to tell people off. Always. You're just going around the place telling people off. Oi, you, stop setting fire to all those buildings. And you tell people off, they all hate you. They just all hate you. uh you know what I mean? It's like uh, being like someone's mum, but the kid's always bad, you know? But like, the kid feels that they're, they should be allowed to be bad or something, and they don't respect the mum at all. No respect for that mum. Zero respect. Oh my goodness. Shouts out to police officers. Baby, that's a hard job. I couldn't do that shit. Could not do that shit. We spoke about this before. My uncle was a police officer. It drove him to alcoholism and early death in his 40s. You know, and I think about that shit for more than three seconds, I'll cry. So I won't think about it for more than three seconds. One, two, next. Yo. Uh, shit. Shit. Uh, Matt Lally says, I feel like Akira wanted a rhyme from me. Yo, I always want rhymes, baby. Rhymes like diamonds, you know? Who doesn't want rhymes? We like rhymes around here. Wait, tell me, what was the last thing that made you laugh? You No one's telling me what the last thing that made him laugh was. Also, where? Where? Whither? Whither are you? Where art thou? We've got Cindy Bailey. She's in California. Says, when I was standing with my hands on my hips trying to tell my 10-year-old to go to bed because she was being testy, and she blurted, would you like to speak to the manager? <laughs> I lost my shit. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's very tricky. One of the hardest things in life is trying to keep a straight face when you're admonishing your child after your child has done something, like, amusing. Yeah. You're trying to tell your kid off and then you realize it's some ridiculous situation like you haven't got your clothes on yet or something. 
you know. You're in the middle of bleaching your hair or something and you're in the, you're nude and you got like uh foil on your head. And then you're telling your kid off for something and you're like, this is ridiculous. What have I become? I'm a ridiculous thing. Hurrah, 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 hurrah. Uh, you got to miss when you walk into Target, you know, as a sign of respect. Uh, someone just said that to me. That was weird. Uh, thank you for the Mitch joke. Hey, Caroline H. What made me laugh was when I saw a grandpa trying to discipline his seven-year-old grandson by threatening to take away Facebook. <laughs> that is funny. Um, a platform that kids don't use. It was a naughty laugh. That's so hilarious. That's like telling a kid... I will let you stay up as late as you want. I will give you a large pile of chocolate if you don't stop misbehaving, young man. I'll take your Facebook away from you. Cindy Bailey says, Lol, Caroline, my kids cringe at the existence of FB. Don't we all? Don't we all? Shout out to all my Facebook people. <laughs> we got people on Facebook. We got like 10,000 people on Facebook or something. You know, shouts out to all y'all stuck over there. I mean, you know, you could escape. You could break free. Those are the bits of the internet you could go hang out in. I mean, they've all got their own, you know, problems. Nothing's perfect. Apart from the MAZ. I would just say spend all your time in the MAZ, you know. Just spend morning, noon and night in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. And uh, you can do that by being here now. You can be here on Twitch in the morning and you can be on the 24-7 stream all day long. All day long. I forgot to say, by the way, that first song you heard, that was me. That was me. You know, it was a lovely song about uh, about mowing the lawn and how beautiful it is to mow the lawn. It's a beautiful thing to mow a lawn, didn't you know? And uh, that song's hitting uh, all streaming platforms tonight. Tonight. Yes, it is. It's hitting all streaming platforms tonight. I got that streak going, baby. I've hit a, I've hit a streaming platform every week uh, since March, I think. I think we only missed one, and that was my fault. That was my distributor. You know, they, they had one job. It was one of them. You only had one job. You had one job, distributor. You just had to distribute. All you had to do was distribute. What did you do? What did you do? You did not distribute. <sighs> life's hard sometimes, baby. Life's hard, you know. Life's hard, you know. Like life is suffering. Jeffrey Bernard. I used to love to read Jeffrey Bernard. You know, he was one of those drunk, uh, posh old British guys who just hung around in Soho in the boozer. He just hung around in the boozer all day, and then he'd file a column once a week. He'd hammer it out drunkenly on a typewriter. He'd have it dragged out of him. It was like all those guys, Hunter S. Thompson was similar. You know, they'd like produce their work at like gunpoint. Oh, what I've really got to write now. I was in the middle of being hammered. How could you make me write? I was being hammered. It was beautiful and glorious and I was really good at it. But, you know, they'd force him. He'd go, all right, we'll get a column done. He spent most of his time gambling. You know, he'd be in the coaching horses and uh, he'd be drinking or gambling. You know, I had a friend who met him. And uh, he said he was an arsehole. But he wrote like an angel. He wrote like an angel. I remember once he said uh, he wrote a column about, you know, he'd been out and got drunk and lost all his money on a horse and then 
got uh, taken to hospital. And he said, you know, all this type of ridiculousness. And he finishes his column saying, life is not a bowl of... Some, he goes, what was he saying? Some people think that life is a bowl of cherries when it is, in fact, a bowl of shit. You know, obviously I disagree. I think life's wonderful, but, uh, you know, I do laugh. And, uh, I, I, you know, I can empathize. You know, it's all just a choice, baby. You get to choose. You could go, yeah, it is. A, look at his bollocks. Look at all these bollocks everywhere. You could look at that, or you could go, hey, look, it's a beautiful day to be alive. Look at human history, and you could live in that world. It's just a choice. You know, you could always find, you could go, no, this is not the peak of recording human history, because when we were all naked... And uh, and every woman alive got raped, and every man alive got uh, beaten to death before he was 23. It was pure. You know, it was a pure time. That was a much more pure time. And, uh, you know, nobody was overweight or anything, and everyone was in good, good, fine fettle. You know, and uh, there wasn't any Monsantos and none of that business, and there wasn't any CNN. It was much better then. You did get bludgeoned with a rock. You know, and dragged by your hair into a cave. You know, it's all perspective. Perspective. Perspective, baby. I'm very excited. You know, we're uh, we're at the we're at the very uh, peak. We're on the precipice of uh, the neo psychedelic wholesome age, which I've been predicting for a while. You know, we're about to go plunging deep into that. And uh, then in about seven years, we're going to be in Star Trek territory, baby. Just so long as everybody does their bit, you know, so long as everybody plays their part correctly and uh, doesn't fuck it up. You know, you could, we could, because if you fuck it up, we end up in the Terminator. Just want everyone to love me, but I don't know how to make them. You know, and we don't want to be in Terminator, because you know what Terminator is? Terminator is the prequel to the Matrix. That's what Terminator is, and the Matrix is the sequel to the Terminator. And those, they all eat sperm on a on a weird spaceship that's not in space. It's just sort of maneuvering around. I don't know if it's underwater or whatever, you know? And they all got, like, like... Like things at the back of their heads. It sucks. It sucks. You know, it sucks. And we don't want that future. Eating sperm out of uh, a little metal dish. No! I refuse. David Howe says we've got to build more spaceships and less surveillance tech. That's my take. Yeah, I would say that's a good, uh, that's a good maxim. More spaceships! Less surveillance tech. Put that on a t-shirt and smoke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, High Weeds? High Weeds has got a message for the world. What's your message for the world, High Weeds? Meanie Wave exists! That's a great message for the world. Yeah. Sweet. Sweep 6334 says, I love that fresh cut grass. Yeah, baby, me too. Shouts out to that fresh cut grass. My grass, my lawn is coming along nicely, just in case you was wondering. I don't care if you weren't. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to inform you about my grass. My grass is doing great. I've been trimming it twice a week. I've been watering it. And uh, what was once all brown is now growing green, baby. That scorched Texas grass is coming alive. Coming alive. You know, I'll be fondling it back to life, baby. Good times, good times. All right, let's do that high five. Then let's get it in with this beautiful, this joyful uh, occasion. You know, this uh, your tonight's entertainment. 
Tonight's entertainment in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. Yeah, that's right, children. That's right. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it going. Let's get it uh, popping. What's popping, Brandy Whip? Just hopped in. Splash. Three, two, one. Zig zig ah. In the words of uh, the Spice Girls. In the immortal words of Scariest Spice. The scary one. She said Zig zig ah. It was not Jerry. It was her. Do you know what the first thing I did on the internet was? This is a question. You should ask, you know, this is probably best for another day, but I'm going to mention it now, and we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, was, uh, I mean, it was one of two things. One of the things I did was uh, download some, an episode of South Park, which took weeks, but I set it up to do. I worked out how to download a sound effect, some sound effect, and the first one I remember, there must have been others, but the first one I remember was I found these outtakes from Thundercats, and it was them swearing. So it was the guy who did Lionel's voice, and he was swearing at the Schnarf guy, and the Schnarf guy was kind of swearing back at him. It was all very strange. And then the other thing I saw was Jerry Halliwell nude against the tree from the Spice Girls. Jerry Halliwell from the High School Spice Girls nude kind of leaning by a tree and then in another picture she was like lying down next to a tree she was basically in some woods you know and I thought wow this internet's amazing this internet's amazing this is change this is going to change everything you know and, uh, and it, little did I know how right I was little did I know how right I was ah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, uh, he needs no introduction. A big round of applause for the very funny Mitch Hedberg. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Al. Al said I didn't. Thank you. Al said I didn't need an introduction, but Al needs an introduction and a post-production. That was Al Madrigal. Let's hear it. That's the post. Is that what you would call it? A post-production? That's correct, right? Post-production? Come on, fuckers. Al does that baby material before me because he wants to make it rough on me because he knows that shit is endearing. out of your head so it'll just be a minute here I just don't want you to feel so endeared to Al I want, I want you to know Al's a fucker alright now I can start now you know Al's no good it's funny though it's funny he's a hard act to follow I'm a hard 
hard act to follow too because when I'm done, I, I take the microphone with me. So that's going to be happening at the end of the show. So uh, if, you, if you have dentures, do not eat artificial sweetener or you will get a fake cavity. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fucking all right. That joke is started artificial. I'm doing this shit alphabetically. Hey, up next, a joke about a basketball. Not really, not really. During, during the summer, you know, it's hot, so they say beverages are ice cold. I hope not, because if a beverage was ice cold, it would be very difficult to drink, because it would be hard. It's no longer liquid. Hey, Mitch, here's the beer. It's ice cold. God damn it. Maybe I can lick it. I called the hotel operator, and I said, oh, sorry, wrong number. But her number was zero. What number are you trying to dial when zero is the wrong number? Well, I was trying to call eight. Because I know someone whose number is eight. But fuck it, I went too low. I called the hotel operator. She said, how can I direct your call? Well, you could say action. And I will begin to dial. Then when I say goodbye, you can yell. And if you want, you can wear a beret and knickers. But that is completely up to you. I like being on the theater tour because I don't have to stand in front of that fucking brick wall. Fucking curtain. Brick walls make people funny though. That's why a lot of comedy clubs have brick wall backdrops. You're aware of that, right? Because I know in San Francisco there's no brick wall backdrop. But the, come on now, everyone stay with me. Bricks make people funny. Like if I was in front of a fireplace, I'd be funny as shit. That's why bricks are fucking funny. Oh shit, my tooth hurt right in the middle of that joke. But I can't do the rest now. Fuck out. I got a cavity. Ah, it fucking hurts. I'm in pain right now. Seriously. I was got my teeth whitened, but then I said, fuck that. I'll just get a tan instead. So I gotta work on that. I use Listerine. That shit's painful. Germs do not go quietly. Listerine kills 99% of the germs. You know what that means? 1% still remains. And I'm like, dudes, how did you do it? You fuckers are amazing. How did you survive that Listerine tidal wave? Tell you what, you can hang out. Go ahead, make yourselves at home. I know you're sad. Lots of your friends are dead. I'm having a serious dental problem live. <laughs> Is there a dentist in the house who can do an emergency extraction? <laughs> you guys think it's not funny. And it's not, so you're right, but fuck, I wish it was. Because then I wouldn't be so problematic talking about it. All right, good. Show's going real good right now. What am I drinking? NyQuil on the rocks. For if you're feeling sick but social, yeah. I wish they made fajita cologne because that shit smells good. I tried to walk into Target, but I missed. I think the entrance to Target said people splattered all around it. And when I finally walk in, the guy says, Can I help you? Just practicing. 
<laughs> I laughed at my own joke and I already heard it. Hey, now is a hippopotamus a hippopotamus or a really cool apotamus? Dog is a man's best friend, except for them drug-sniffing dogs. Those fuckers are tattletales. Why you got to tell me, German Shepherd? German Shepherds are never in Germany. A dog came to my back door, so I gave him a bone. He took the bone out to my backyard, and he buried it. I'm going to go out there and plant a tree with bones in it. Then the dog will come back and say, holy shit, it worked. I've created a bone tree. I must distribute these bones equally, for I have a green paw. These ain't jokes written in this book. These are positive reaffirmations. So you're doing fine. Don't worry about that tooth, dude. <laughs> I'm in trouble on this tour already. But I'm gonna do good tonight, cause I like this fucking town. San Francisco. That's, that's a good town. This whole week has been good cities. San Diego, Phoenix, and uh, Guam. Now I got a lamp in my hotel room and it has a three-way light bulb in it. If you don't know what light bulb is, a three-way light bulb, it fucks with your head. Cause you go to turn it off and it just gets brighter. It's like, God damn it, light bulb, that's the exact opposite of what I wanted you to do. Then you turn it again, it gets brighter once more. I will fucking break you. You bitch. I'm sick of seeing squirrels on water skis. Fuck that. Hey, I wear a necklace because it helps me know when I'm upside down. I got an idea for sweatshop shit. Air conditioning. That's simple. I solved the problem. Six-year-old boys can go ahead and continue working 16-hour days. Just turn it on high, cool. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say next, so I laughed. Hey, what's behind this curtain, man? <laughs> oh. Oh, a lot of shit. Imagine if you were a drummer and you accidentally picked up two pairs of magic wands. <laughs> That would be fucking ridiculous. You'd be having a beat, but spells be happening and shit. Wow. So now, I got a tartar control toothpaste. I still got tartar, but that shit is under control. If the tartar gets out of line, I'm like, come on, man, you know the deal. Fall in, you crazy-ass tartar. I got so much tartar, I don't have to dip my fish sticks in shit. Ah, oh, that's gross, man. I'm just kidding. I don't know how much tartar I actually have. I believe it's the average amount. If we all did the tartar test right now, my name would be right in the fucking middle. Hey, that was weird. Fish. Now, if you're a fish and you want to become a fish stick, you have to have very good posture. You can't be a slouchy fish or you will become a fish clump. And fish clumps are rarely used as appetizers. Guarded back to the sea, they will be eaten. Fish eat other fish. If fish could scream, the ocean would be loud as shit. You would not want to submerge your head. Nothing but fish going, ah, fuck. I thought I looked like that rock. 
Now, there's a lot of plants in the ocean, but you can't have ocean plants as house plants because you'd have to water them way too much. Mitch, let's go. I can't. I had to water the seaweed. Till when? Till forever. Fuck that. All right. Fuck that. That's my last. What's that, lady? What are you doing so high up? Why don't you come back down? You're in a fucking hot air balloon? You know, Dr. Scholl, he makes foot products, right? And he's a doctor, so he spent lots of time in school. But it doesn't take a lot to figure out that stepping on a cushion will be more comfortable. That fucker wasted lots of time at school. Because I'd have bought that shit from a Mr. Scholl. Maybe even a Senor Scholl. I went to a doctor. All he did was All suck did blood was suck from my blood. neck. Do not go see Dr. Acula. That's right. All right, that joke's retarded. I'm aware of that. But I have to tell it, because otherwise I would be 30 seconds short every night. I had an apartment that was infested with koala bears. It was the... Hey, thanks a lot. It was the cutest infestation ever. Way better than cockroaches. I'll turn to let a bunch of koala bears would scatter. And I didn't want them to. I was like, hey, hold on, fellas. Let me hold one of you. You cuddly fuckers. Don't go behind the toaster. You can't fit back there. Come on out and let me feed you a leaf. I like everything about you except for your nose and claws. Koala bears are so fucking cute. Why do they have to be so far away? Why can't they be indigenous to where I'm at? We need to ship a few over in a cardboard box with holes in it. Because that's how animals travel. And I will apprehend one and hold him close and pet the back of his head. Let him know everything's going to be all right. I was distracted during that joke because there's a piece of something on the floor. Ah, weird, man. L&M Electronics Service Company. Daily City. All right. I got a new place to buy stereos. This one commercial said, forget everything you know about slipcovers. So I did. And it was a load off my mind. And then the commercial tried to sell slipcovers, but I didn't know what the fuck they were. I had the cab driver drive me here backwards. The fucker owed me $27.50. Yeah, I want to rob a bank with a BB gun. Give me all your money or I will give you a dimple. I will be rich, you will be cute. Like Al's baby. Al's baby. Now, sugar creates cavities, so if you need to dig a hole, just fuck the shovel. Lay down some candy bars and leave for a week. <laughs> fuck that joke, it ain't quite ready. I've been working on it though, god damn it. It's a bitch. I love the hotels that have rotating restaurants on top. I've never been to a rotating restaurant. One time I took my girlfriend to a merry-go-round, I put her on it, and I gave her a burrito. I said, eat that, bitch. I would imagine the headless horseman's horse is fucking confused. What's up with this dude on top of me? Seems like he might not be able to see. He's going in all weird areas. And he never says, whoa. Because he 
See, the headless horseman, thank God, is not on a headless horse. Because that would be some fucking chaos. All right, all right, all right. I've been wanting a headless horseman joke for years, and I'm almost there. The SPs, ESPN Awards, SPs. I love how they just said, fuck the end, it's not fitting in. When we nicknamed this bitch. All right, got to work on that one. Hey, I got a funny fucking ESPN joke. How many people here watch ESPN Classics? Yeah, man. That's all right. I watched the baseball game on ESPN Classic. The guy hit a foul ball. Fucking classic. That shit was legendary. Thank God they took care of that tape. All right, that's not bad. Magicians disappear all the time. But as soon as a regular person does it, everyone's fucking scared. Tom's gone. Is he a magician? No. Well, let's print up some flyers. I went to a restaurant with my friend. He said, pass the salt. I said, fuck you. Sit closer to the salt. Then I ordered a chicken sandwich, but I don't think the waitress understood me. Because she said, how would you like your eggs? So I tried to answer her anyhow. I said, incubated. And then raised. And then beheaded. And then plucked. And then cut up. Then put onto a grill. Then put onto a bun. Shit, it's going to take a while. I don't have time. Scrambled. You fucking win. I love sandwiches, but I hate sandwiches at the New York delis because there's too much fucking meat on the sandwich. It's like a cow with a cracker on either side. What would you like, sir? A pastrami sandwich? Anything else? Yeah, a loaf of bread and some other people. What kind of bread? Rye bread. No, banana bread. Do you have that? What kind of cheese? Cottage. Get the fuck out. I'm not making a banana bread pastrami cottage cheese sandwich. That will severely ruin my reputation. I love cottage cheese. That's why I want to try other dwelling cheeses too. Like I want to try split level entry cheese. Or bungalow cheese. Or if I'm feeling adventurous, mobile home cheese. And don't eat mobile home cheese during a tornado. That's all I got to say. And then there's more things, but I ain't got time. This red liquid doesn't seem to get any lower. This shit is re-upping itself. When I'm on the hotel elevator, I like to pretend that someone else's floor is wrong. Like if someone gets on and presses three, I'm like, you're on three. Dude. How the fuck did that happen? I don't think I can ride with you. There's no 13th floor in most hotels because of superstition. But come on, man. The people on the 14th floor, you know what floor you're really on. What room are you in, 1401? No, you're not. Jump out the window. You will die earlier. Because 13's an unlucky number, right? Well, then so should the letter B be. Because B looks like a scrunched together 13. Hello, what is your name? Bob. Get the fuck away. Ah, the fucking A. Can't. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of this joke, man. I saw this lady on TV. She was born without arms. She was born with her hands attached to her shoulders. And that was sad. But then they said, Lola does not know the meaning of the word can't. And that, to me, was actually kind of worse in a way, you know? 
Not only does she not have arms, but she doesn't understand simple contractions. It's like, fuck, it's so easy, Lola. You just take two words, you put them together, you take out the middle letters, then you put a comma in there and you raise it up. Do you understand won't? What about don't you know I'm lady? No, that's not funny, but it was sad, but it's, fuck, man. Can't, cannot, fuck. Fuck, it's so simple. <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records was just listed in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the book that has the most world records in it. Second place, the Henderson Book of World Records. Much less read. I got a copy in my back pocket. You know, when you buy jeans, maybe your waist will get smaller and that will be good. But, you know, hopefully the length don't, you know. Like if you buy jeans that are like have a 30-inch waist and then uh, a couple months later they're 28, good for you. But if there's like 30-inch waist by 29 length and then a couple months later they're 30-inch waist by 22, something's fucking seriously wrong. All right, that joke. Too many words, not enough laughs. Fuck that bitch. I need something that's good now. I'm in a fucking tight spot. God damn it, I hate being here. Fuck. I know I know what I'll do. More microphone stand material. I got an oscillating fan. The fan goes back and forth like this. It looks like the fan is saying no. So I like to ask it questions that a fan would say no to. I say, do you keep my hair in place? No, you don't. Do you keep my papers in order? That's another correct answer. Do you have three settings? Liar! My fan fucking lied to me. Now I will pull the pin up. Now you ain't saying shit. All right. All right. Some uh, enthusiasm. Thanks, Warfield members. I'm serious. That's cool, man. It's all black up here. There's no fucking fluorescent tape. I, I'm in a fucking void. I have no idea where the floor ends. Shit, help. I'm falling. But fuck. I think people are out here. I like the way this theater is positioned. It seems like you guys were chasing me, closing in, and then said, fuck it, let's sit down. I read last year that MTV's Real World got 15,000 applications. That's amazing, man. Such an even number. You would think it would be 15,008. I think we need to open the apartment depot because there's many home depots for homeowners, but there's no apartment depots for the apartment dweller. That's right. This tour, this tour was listed as a lot of people, Stephen Lynch and Mitch Hedberg are not household names because most of their fans live in apartments. So I know that you're out there. I don't know who wrote that shit, but fuck, it's funny. There's some funny people at Clear Channel putting the show together. Clear Channel, because the fuzzy chat. Hey man, this, this show is sponsored by it. Fuck, you should leave now. But wait till I'm done. And Steven's done too. Wait for we're both done. Why are you booing that? You don't like that shit, huh? Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. I'm gonna bring up some other subject. Fuzzy channel. You know that one? That's fucking 88.8. That shit is fuzzy. Come on, fuckers laugh. This is coming off the top of my head. 
<laughs> and the top of my head ain't funny. It's the back of my neck. That's right. Now, uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, imagine if there was a robot and it was fat. That would be ridiculous. Why is that robot fat? It was made by man. Oh. Anyway, we got to finish the Apartment Depot joke. Now, the Apartment Depot would just be a big warehouse that's empty. People standing around saying, we ain't got to fix shit. Yeah. Fuck. Mow the lawn, fuck you. Mow the lawn, fuck you. That's not the new punchline. It's mow the lawn, pardon me. That's what it really is. But that was the blue version. Hey, good. No one's laughing. I hope the owner don't walk in now, too. Hey, if you want to talk to me after the show, I'll be fucking surprised. I saw... What's that, man? All right. I love you, too. You're a dude, and I love you. I love everybody here, because you guys came down, and I appreciate that. That's cool, man. Thanks. That's right. That's right. You came down. Yeah, you can slowly clap. Go ahead. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Seriously. 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 I'm so glad Seriously. you came out. What? You almost said my name? No? All right. I just thought I was Dave. I love Texas. Anyone else? Yeah. Come on. Don't boo Texas. It's the only state ballsy enough to have its own toast, for Christ's sake. Texas toast. Fuck yeah. It's thicker. That's the only difference. It's Texas toast. I love Texas toast, but I do not have a Texas toast. I gotta stuff that shit in. <laughs> Texas toast, Denver omelet, Idaho potatoes, Seattle coffee. Yeah, that's not a joke. It's just a delicious breakfast. So enjoy one tomorrow, nationwide. This fucking show sounds fucking pre-recorded. I'm not talking like I'm actually. Here. Last night we spilled some whiskey on the rug, so we vacuumed it up. Then the vacuum was fucked up. We had to take the Hoover to detox. I like the FedEx driver because he's a drug dealer and he don't even know it. And he's always on time. I like my drugs to have a tracking number so I can figure out exactly where they are. Left the stage there. Where are the drugs at? I don't know. Call the 1 800 number. <laughs> Your drugs are loaded onto a van at 7:48 a.m. and are scheduled for delivery today. Perfect. That's what I pay for. My drug dealer wears a uniform and he drives a nice truck. I want to see how good this motherfucker on the spotlight is. Not bad. Not bad. I don't know if he's from the union though. Might be a dude we picked up and said, Do you want 25 bucks? But look at that, he's actually got me good, man, right in the middle. He's got the white shade, which is the proper one. Green means go. Hey, now, uh, I hate to dream because dreaming takes energy. Sleeping is supposed to be a relaxing affair. Dreaming takes work. I lay down on a bed. It feels great. Next thing you know, I have to build a go-kart with my ex-landlord. 
like, fuck, haven't seen you for a while. Hey, if you can't sleep, count sheep. Don't count endangered animals, you will run out. I tried it. Fucking fail. Some of this shit. Hey, um, the same about I was like a total fucking ridiculous comic and like <laughs> my microphone had coke on the end of it. I'd be like, all right, for that joke. <laughs> From... Anyhow, all right, man. I think foosball is a combination of soccer and shish kebabs. Foosball fucked up my perception of soccer. I thought I had to kick the ball and then spin round and round. I can't do a backflip, much less several. Simultaneously with two other guys that look just like me. I can't kick a ball with my legs together. And I refuse to dye my hair black and mat it to my fucking head. I got a belt on, my belt holds up my pants. My pants have belt loops that hold up my belt. What the fuck's really happening down there? Who is the real hero? Hey, how about that word lull? Fuck, that's got a lot of L's in it. Shit. Lull. Three out of four of the letters are L. That word is one L away from being four L's in a row, which would be hard to say. All right, I, I heard you before, I think. But hey, maybe that's, hey, maybe he thought I forgot. And he was right. I was like, fuck, no one loves me. Wait, I think someone over there might. Yep, I remember now. Oh, yeah. Hey, this... I'm going way on the left side too much. I gotta go over here more. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Disappeared on your ass. You might be good, but you're not fucking penetratable. I was gone for a minute. <laughs> so, um... I wish I could play Little League now. I'd kick some fucking ass. Those little punks would be back enough today. I'd say, go ahead and throw your curveball. You're 11. It won't curve. And if you want to go on vacation and you don't have a lot of money, Key East. That's your answer. Right by Key West. A lot cheaper, though. Key East. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Fuck. Key East. Fuck yeah. Come on. That's all I need. I don't need an actual twist in the joke. Just key east. Let's laugh. Come on, fuck! I'm kidding. You don't have to. I'll just work on it. Thanks for helping me out. You let me know that it's fucking pedestrian, which means it's walks. <laughs> That's funny. See, we're doing a joke laboratory. Creating jokes out of jokes. Imagine if you were a priest and the day came where you had to fight the devil. You'd be like, shit, I didn't think that was for real. Fuck, I quit. If I was a criminal and Spider-Man was real and he shot me with a net, I would say, dude, thanks for the hammock. And I would relax for a while and then go fuck some more shit up. I order the club sandwich all the time, and I'm not even a member, man. I don't know how I get away with it. I like my sandwiches with three pieces of bread. So do I. Well, let's form a club. 
Okay, but we need some more stipulations. Yes, we do. Instead of cutting the sandwich once, let's cut it again. Fuck yeah, four triangles. We'll position them into a circle. And in the middle, we will dump chips. Or potato salad. All right, I can deal with that. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about frilly toothpicks? I'm for them. Well, this club is for then. Spread the word on menus nationwide. Hey, I'd like to take a toothpick and throw it in the forest and say, you're home. Welcome back, fucker. You know that comedy club chain called The Improv? That's a bad name for a comedy club. That indicates that the jokes are coming off the top of the comic's head. That club should be called Written Earlier. All right. That joke works better when you're actually at the improv. God damn it. Fuck, I pump jokes out, I see. I just can't stop for a fucking second. Otherwise, shit gets awkward immediately. A fly was very close to being called a land, because that's what it does half the time. All right. All right, man. I want to fucking... They say, uh, I bought a house. It's a two-bedroom house. Or don't you? Fuck you, real estate lady. This bedroom has an oven in it. I tried to throw a yo-yo away. It was fucking impossible. I want to hang a map of the world in my house. Then I'm going to put pins into all the locations that I've traveled to. But first I'm going to travel to the top two corners of the map so it won't fall down. I, I got a kitchen. but I don't have a microwave oven though, but I do have a clock that occasionally cooks shit. Yeah. I got a blender, a toaster, a refrigerator. That's why I want to get a job naming kitchen appliances. That seems easy. You say what the thing does, then you add er. It'd be an easy day at the kitchen appliance naming institute. Hey, what does this thing do? It keeps shit fresh. Well, that's a fresher. I'm going on break. Fucking later. Where's the late at? Oh, no, I'm just leaving. Hey, it's, ah, yeah, fuck. I wish I could do that fajita joke again. That fucking worked good. <laughs> jellyfish are dangerous. Unless they're from Smuckers, then you want them to swim toward you. There's a jellyfish. Get away. It's from Smuckers. Oh, shit. Swim toward me. And land on this English muffin. Acid was my favorite drug because acid opened up my mind. Because of acid, I now know that butter is way better than margarine. I saw through the bullshit. When I was on acid, I realized that fettuccine Alfredo is macaroni and cheese for adults. When we were on acid, we were going to the woods because when you're in the woods tripping, there's less likely a chance you run into an authority figure. But we ran into a bear. That was even more of a buzzkill. My friend Dwayne was standing there, raised his right hand, swearing to help prevent forest fires. We got away from the barrier, put his arm around my shoulder. He said, Mitchell, Smokey is way more intense in person. He's a fucking asshole. He doesn't even discuss forest fires, man. He just goes, grrr. G-R-R-R-R, fucker, don't even use a vowel. Oh, yeah, the mic, remember that joke? That's why I did it last night. I created that joke because I was sniffing. Tony the Tiger is a fucking happy dude. He thinks shit is great. 
But one time I ordered uh, room service. Room service ain't cheap. Two tiny boxes of Frosted Flakes came to $37.50. Right on the box, Tony the Tiger was saying, they're fucking expensive. It's like, God damn it, I didn't know you were so foul-mouthed. Tony. All right, that joke is kind of Ah, fuck, you guys are a huge barometer of shit. You will help me out when I go to Houston. I will say, well, this did not work in San Francisco, so I will not do it. What's that, man? All right, fuck. If you play weird instruments, just yell them out. All right. <laughs> Xylophone. Xylophone is spelled an X. That's wrong, man. Xylophone is X. I don't fucking see it. It should be a Z up front, you know? Next time you have to spell xylophone, use a Z. If someone says, hey, that's wrong, say, no, it ain't. If you think that's wrong, then you need to have your head Z-rayed. It's like X wasn't given enough to do, so they had to promise it more. Okay, you won't start a lot of words, but we will give you a co-starring role in tic-tac-toe. And you will be equated with hugs and kisses. And you are going to mark the spot. And you will make writing Christmas easier. And incidentally, you will start xylophone. Are you happy, you goddamn ex? Come on, man. No, that ain't what I meant. That ain't what I meant. But hey, I love you guys for doing that. I love the enthusiasm. There's two headliners back to back. Fuck, that's a lot of comedy. Jesus Christ. What's next? Three... Right. right. My lucky right. number is four billion. That doesn't come in real handy when you're gambling. Come on, four billion. Fuck, seven. Not even close. Can I get some more dice? Can I get a lucky number without commas in it? One time I was drinking before a show and my manager said, Mitch, don't use liquor as a crutch. I can't use liquor as a crutch because a crutch helps me walk. Liquor severely fucks up the way I walk. It ain't like a crutch. It's like a step I didn't see. Liquor makes me lay down. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a seagull hanging out by a lake. I said, dude, don't worry. I won't say shit. I like an escalator because the escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. You would never see an escalator temporarily out of order sign. Just escalator temporarily stairs. Sorry for the convenience. All right, man. Fucking A. That's cool, ass Shit. What's that, dude? Oh, I can't fucking understand you. You're, you're too deep and low. And high up there. All right, fuck. I better pick one out myself. Because I can't understand the goddamn word everyone's saying. I, I like that thing that they attach to a garden hose. I know no one yelled this one out, but fuck. I can't hear you. It makes your garden hose longer. It's a garden hose extender. They say, you can water your heart to reach plants with this product. 
Who the fuck would make their plans hard to reach? That seems so goddamn diabolical. I know you need water, but I'm gonna make you hard to reach. Cause I fucking hate plants. I will throw water at you. Hopefully they invent something before you shrivel and die. They say you can have this product for four easy payments of $19.95. I'd like to have a product that's available for three easy payments and one fucking complicated payment. We ain't gonna tell you which payment it is, but one of these payments is gonna be a bitch. The mailman will get shot to death, the envelope will not seal, and the stamp will be in the wrong denomination. Good luck, fuckhead. That last payment must be made in wampum. I collect stamps. The easiest way to collect stamps is to not mail shit. I, I want to do some jokes that you yell out. Let me hear one. You know when you go to a restaurant on the weekend, it gets busy. So they start a waiting list. They start calling out names. They'll say, Dufresne, party of two. Table ready for Dufresne, party of two. If no one answers, they'll say the name again. Dufresne, party of two. But they have no one answers. Let's go right on to the next name. Bush, party of three. Yeah, but what happened to the Dufresnes? No one seems to give a shit. Who can eat at a time like this? People are missing. You fuckers are selfish. The Dufresnes are in someone's trunk right now with duct tape over their mouth and they're hungry. That's a double whammy. We need help. I can tell you know that joke, but you're like, fuck, it was funnier on the CD. Hey, I'm trying my best. It's just because you already heard it. Hey, I'm going to leave. <laughs> fuck, I already did that one. Pringles. I, I think Pringles' initial intention was to make tennis balls. But on the day that the rubber was supposed to show up, a big truckload of potatoes arrived. And Pringles is a laid-back company. They said, fuck it, cut them up. I like potato chips, too. We'll play tennis later. Now, when you're a comedian, they want you to write a TV show, you know? I've always come up with a good one, and they steal it from me every year, you know? Like, I'll say, hey, how about we do another season of Will and Grace? And they'll go, no, Mitch. And fuck, next thing you know, there it is. It's like, you fuckers. Alright, you, you got it in there, bitch. Bitch! I say bitch too much. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for a donut. I'll just give you the money, then you give me the donut and the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I just can't imagine a scenario where I would have to prove that I bought a donut. Some skeptical friend, don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. Oh, wait, it's at home in the file. Under D. There you go. Now, fuck, laugh at the shit if you're going to request it. Fucker over there. I didn't hear one laugh coming from the direction of the word donut. You're trying to fuck with me. You're yelling out shit that you don't think's funny. Now I get it. All right, well, fuck, I got your number, lady. What? You know when you go to England? I went to England, and I wanted to tell my Smokey the Bear joke in England. So I had to ask the English people if they know who Smokey the Bear was. But they don't, because in England, Smokey the Bear is not the forest fire prevention representative. They have Smacky the Frog. It's just like a bear, but it's a frog. And I think that's a better system. I think we should adopt it. Because bears can be mean. But frogs are always cool. 
I never has there been a frog hop with toward me, and I thought, man, I better play dead. Here comes that frog. I've never said, here comes that frog horrifyingly. It's always optimistic. Like, hey, here comes that frog. Fantastic. Maybe he will settle near me. And I can pet him and put him in a mayonnaise jar with a stick and a leaf to recreate what he's used to. And I certainly have to punch some holes in the lid because he's damn sure used to air. And then I can observe him. And he won't be doing much in his 16-ounce world. Some of you don't like the, the end of the jokes because you yell at something right when I'm about to finish it up. Oh, fuck, we don't need that last line. I'm glad you guys know some of my material. That's cool. But fuck, that makes me think, shit, I better start writing. You know, kittens, kittens play with yarn. They bat it around. But what they're really saying is, I can't, Nick, get this away from me. You make the sweater, motherfucker. I don't know why I say motherfucker now. I'm sick of soup of the day. It's time we make a decision. I want to know what the fuck soup from now on is. All right, all right. No one said soup, I guess. What? Race car. I want to be a race car passenger. Just a guy who bugs the driver. Say, man, can I turn on the radio? You should slow down. Why well, we got to keep going in circles? Can I put my feet out the window? You need to make a right. Man, you really like tides. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Let me see something here for a minute. I don't have a watch on. Just a place where one could go. What time is it? All right. Excellent. Hey, like I turned it off while I left. He's a goddamn tough love spotlight operator. Because I refuse to unlike you. Because you must be seen. Eastern Union, if you need some money to come back to you. I don't know. That's fucking retarded. I want to hang on here. I just want to try this. Uh, maybe I want to try maybe something in this book here. Because this book has the funniest shit ever. No, that's not a good way to look at it. You know when people use breadcrumbs to let someone know who's following them? Well, not people. I guess only Hansel did it. But, you know, that's a bad way to have people follow you with breadcrumbs. Only one who will follow you will be a duck who is full. Oh, fuck. Ant farm. I got an ant farm. Them fellas didn't grow shit. I said, come on, what about some celery? You fuckers don't farm. Plus, if I tore your legs off, you would look like snowmen. Now, if you were a porcupine and you were friendly, it would be hard to get the word across. Because people would say, fuck, get away. But I'm a social. What, dude, them sticks ain't. I sell t-shirts after the show. They don't have my name on them. They're just Hanes three packs. I missed the $2 bill, man, because I could break a two. 
20, no. 10, no. 5, maybe. 2, oh yeah. What do we need? A 1 and another 1. How about a 1 and 4 quarters? I have every option you can imagine. Ah, people say, Mitch, isn't it frustrating being on the road by yourself? Yeah, sometimes, like when I throw a frisbee. <laughs> Some comments get high before the show. I don't get high because when I'm high, I don't want to stand in front of a bunch of people that I don't know. That does not sound comfortable. Like when you're high and a joke doesn't work, it's extra scary. It's like, whoa, what the fuck happened there? I am retreating within myself. Why have all these people gathered? And why am I elevated? Why am I not facing the same way as everyone else? And what is this electric stick in my hand? I want a chair too. <laughs> Root beer, fuck. Roots are not tasty. I gotta get some good shit at the end here, because when you wrap it up, you gotta be funny. You gotta start the show strong and end the show strong. Those are the two key elements. You can't be like pancakes, all exciting at first, but then by the end, you're fucking sick of them. I wanna make that a new comedy term. He's pancaking. That guy's starting to suck, and I need a glass of milk. I like a waffle, because a waffle's like a pancake with a syrup trap. Waffle says of the syrup, hold on now. You ain't going anywhere. Don't even be trying to creep down the side. Just rest in these squares. If one square is full, move on to the next one. When you hit the butter, split the fuck up. Ah. Rich crackers, on the back of a box of rich crackers, it has all these suggestions. As to what to put on top of the Ritz, it says, put some lunch meat up on there, put some peanut butter. But I got crackers, because I like crackers, man. You got no faith in your product. I did not buy little edible plates. Everything you want me to put on top of the cracker is better than the fucking cracker. You want to be cool about association. Lunch meat does not have suggestions as to what to slip underneath it. Come on, fuck. Lunch meat. You know when you go to a grocery store and you stand in front of the lunch meat section for too long? You start to get pissed off at turkeys. You see turkey ham, turkey pastrami, turkey bologna. Someone needs to tell the turkeys, man, just be yourself. I already like you, little brother. <laughs> you don't need to emulate the other animals. You got your own thing going. I used to draw you. That's why turkeys don't commit crimes. It'd be too easy to identify. What's the turkey look like, ma'am? We'll get him. We'll get our police sketch artist on the runaway. It's Ricky from the second grade. Fuck. Phone number. I hope the next time I move, I get a real easy phone number. Something that's easy to remember. Something like 222-2222. I would say, sweet. And people say, Mitch, how do I get a hold of you? I say, just press 2 for a while. And when I answer, you will know you are pressed to enough. Instead of hello, I say stop. I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is a fuzzy motherfucker. 
And that's extra scary to me. Because that means there's a large out of focus monster coming at me in Oregon. One time a guy handed me a picture. He said, here's a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture is of you when you were younger. Here's a picture of me when I'm older. You son of a bitch. How'd you pull that off? Let me see that camera. I bought a waterproof camera in case I crash my car into a lake. But then at the last minute, I see a photo opportunity. Well, I'm about to die, but I'll be damned. Look at that seahorse. Ah, shit. Uh, Pizza Hut is the cockiest pizza chain on the planet. Because Pizza Hut will accept all competitors' coupons. That makes me wish I had my own pizza place, Mitch's Pizzeria. This week's coupon, unlimited free pizza. Special note, coupon not good at any of the Mitch's Pizza locations. Free pizza oven with purchase of a small Coke. Two for Tuesday, buy one pizza, get one franchise. Hey, that's new techniques for joke telling. Act like I'm willing it onto the paper. <laughs> Do you write jokes? No, I just say them and then go. And there they are. Baked potato, I love them, man. But I don't have a microwave oven. It takes forever to cook a baked potato in a conventional oven. Sometimes I'll just throw one in there, even if I don't want one. But by the time it's done, who knows? Hey, I got an apartment. I had a neighbor. Whenever he would knock on my wall, I knew he wanted me to turn my music down. That made me angry because I like loud music. So he knocked on the wall and fuck with his head. I would say, go around. I cannot open the wall. I don't know if you have a doorknob on the other side. But over here, there's nothing. It's just flat, motherfucker. Motherfucker. And eight of my jokes. I got to switch one of them. Or seven. seven, seven what? 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 You know, I no, was with my I friend, he goes, Mitch, I hear music. Well, that's exactly how I take it in, too. Uh, okay, you know, alcoholism is a disease, but it's the only disease that you can get yelled at for having. God damn it, Otto, you're an alcoholic. God damn it, Otto, you have lupus. One of those two doesn't sound right. I want to walk around with one of those little airplane-sized bottles of liquor and act like I'm a fucking drunk. Let's go, whoa. Fuck, man. Dude, you got eight fucking heads. I'm fucked up. This shit is crazy. Like uh, B-neck shirts, you know, my next fragile. I hate wearing regular neck shirts like this. They hurt. I especially hate turtlenecks. Like wearing a turtleneck is like being strangled by a really weak guy. All fucking day. Like if we were a turtleneck in a backpack, it's like a weak midget trying to bring you down. Yeah. I bought a vest. If I had my arms cut off, it would be a jacket. All right, no, all right. You guys have been a lot of fun. I'm going to do two more jokes, and then I'm going to fucking do three more, and then there will be five. And then after that, I will subtract a joke by saying it backwards. It's fucking complicated. I watched the, I, I, my friend said, Mitch, do you want a frozen banana? 
No, but I want a regular banana later, so yeah. You know, on a traffic light, green means go, and yellow means yield, but on a banana, it's just the opposite. Green means hold on. Yellow means go ahead. And red means, where the fuck did you get that banana? I love to play at colleges, you know, I never went to college, but if I did, I've taken all my tests at a restaurant because the customer is always right. Ah, fuck. God damn it. Joke assigned. Fucking 88 jokes I told. Fucking right. This one's, and I, hey, you guys don't know about the creative pause, do you? You like to insert shit. You guys just say shit off the top of your head, I see. Yep. Fucking hey, lady. I hear ya. You can tone that down by 50%. And save some of your vocal cords. What did she say now? Oh, yeah. You know when you go, I saw a duck in downtown Boise, Idaho. I knew the duck was lost, because ducks ain't supposed to be downtown. That's not for them. So I went to a Subway sandwich shop. I said, let me have a bun. But they wouldn't tell me just the bun. They said I had to have something on it. She said it's against regulations for Subway to sell just the bun. I guess the two had ain't supposed to touch. I said, all right, we'll put some lettuce on, which they did. They said, that'll be $1.75. I said, it's for a duck. They said, all right, well, then it's free. See, I did not know that. Ducks eat for free at Subway. Had I known that, I've ordered a much larger sandwich. Let me have the steak fajita sub. But don't bother ringing it up. It's for a duck. There are six ducks out there, and they all want sun chips. I had a bag of Fritos. They were Texas Grill Fritos. These Fritos had grill marks on them. Hell yeah, it reminds me of summer when we used to fire up the barbecue and throw down on some Fritos. I can still see my dad with the apron on. You better flip that Frito, Dad. You know how I like it. People say, hey, Mitch, uh, where are you going next week? I said, the week after now. <laughs> that could be funny. I'm just trying to say that's probably... There's a restaurant by my house that has a drive-thru. They say, we'll get your drive-thru food to you in 30 seconds or less. That's too fast, man. I didn't think they could top it. But you know what they did? Because the last time I was there, I saw a dude who looked like me eating what I was going to order. Fuck. Damn it. Fuck. Come on. All right, I got to wrap this shit up, man. You know... I was at a restaurant, I saw a guy wearing a leather jacket at the same time he's eating a hamburger and drinking a glass of milk. I said, dude, you are a cop. You have made the fucking transition. Don't fall asleep, I will tip you over. Hey, that's my manager's favorite joke. Nah, I did it for him. I got a new CD, it's in stores. When you have a CD in stores, you have to do in-store appearances. If nobody shows up, I just pretend like I'm shopping. All right, man, are you guys having a good time? Good, because now you're going to have even more fun because it's fucking intermission. All right, I'm going to do two jokes and get out, and then Al's going to come back. I don't know what Al's going to do. It may be an intermission. It may not be. Fuck. Who am I? The fucking stage manager? Leave me alone. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. All right. Notice all the comedians have similar hair tonight because we're all using the Doubletree in-house shampoo. So we all have equal shine and bounce. It's a two-in-one shampoo, and two-in-one is a bullshit term because one is not big enough to hold two. That's why two was created. If it was two-in-one, it would be overflowing. The bottle would be all sticky and shit. 
I'd like to make a seven-in-one shampoo. And wash your hair, condition it, comb it, blow dry it, take a look at it in the mirror. A five-in-one shampoo. Thanks a lot. All right, have a good night, man. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Please enjoy Mr. Stephen Lynch and Mr. Al Madrigal. Here comes Here Mitch Hamburg, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Al. Yeah, I'll do another 30 minutes. You got it. Oh, fuck. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, let him hear it. Mitch Hamburg. All right, folks. We are going to take a quick 15-minute intermission. Make some noise, brothers and sisters. Mitch Hedberg, live in San Francisco, across space and time, here with us tonight at the MAZ. He did that some 16 years ago. That's crazy. September 25th, 2004. September 25th, 2004. Mitch Hedberg was in Francisco at the Warfield, you know, opening for Louis Black and Dave Attell on a Comedy Central tour. He was the opener. Can you believe that? He was the opener. They opened. Imagine that. Amazing. And he joined us tonight here in the MAC, so make some noise. Make some noise. There's that raw headbug. I love there's a couple of different headbugs, you know. There's that raw headbug. You're getting all that, you're getting all shouty and stuff, you're swearing all over the place. Raw headbug. Right there for y'all. All of y'all gathered tonight in the MAC, you got a rare, rare, rare little, little, uh, what would you even call that? Like a comedy wave. That's a comedy wave. That's an interesting thing. And it wouldn't work with all comedy. It wouldn't work with all comedians. It will only work with a certain kind. Not all comedians got that kind of rhythm. You know, a lot of comedians back in the day, they would play with jazz bands. You know, they would play with the jazz band, wouldn't they? And uh, the band would be like, doom, 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 doom. You know, they'd be selling their jokes and stuff over the top of it. I believe that sort of thing used to go on in San Francisco. San Francisco. That's kind of like the modern version of that, you know what I mean? Like time-traveling Mitch Hedberg joining Akira the Dawn for like a, a live lo-fi comedy throwdown. WMIV's in the house as Mitch took the dangerous path of every joke. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua Chan says that was very punchy. Uh. Very punchy. Yeah, thank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as everybody logged in. Feels like it works. Feels like it works.
remember that many jokes. I feel when I was younger, people knew more jokes. I used to go to the pub and people would sit there telling jokes. I know how old you were when you started going to the pub. I was 15. Who 14? I got to my first club when I was 14. That was ridiculous. Can't believe they let me in. They didn't believe me for a second. But my homies had got in. I just stood out there for like an hour and a half. Eventually they felt sorry for me. And they let me in the club. Oh, I was like, whoa. They let me in the club, baby. I got in there. My glasses, my spectacles steamed up. I couldn't see shit. Couldn't find any of my friends. Uh, I was very confused. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what was going on. Eventually, I found my friends on the way out. I said, where have you been? I said, oh, I was snogging a girl. It was a lie. I was not snogging a girl at all. I'd been stood outside for hours. Basically, I was in for like a half an hour or something before they, they finished. I do remember the DJ commanding uh, the audience. I was, I was, ooh, look at this. There was a guy over there. He was on the stage. It was all, there was like smoke machines and shit. I already couldn't see shit because uh, of the fact that I had glasses on and they had steamed up, you know? And then if I was to take them off, I couldn't see shit because I was short-sighted. Couldn't see nothing, but I could I could tell there was a DJ over there and he said, whistle pussy, make some noise. And everyone got these whistles out and they blew their whistles. They all blew their whistles. I was very impressed. Like, wow, look at that power. That power, that guy just said that thing and then everybody blew whistles. I want that power. I want the power to be able to command people to blow whistles. Something changed in me that day, brothers and sisters. Something changed in me, and I was never the same. You know, at that point, I was a good... Yo, well, I won't say good, but at that point, I was a boy at school. A year later, I was not. A year and a half later, I quit school as soon as I could. I got out there age 16. I ain't doing this. I'm leaving home. I'm going to the big city. I'm going to go find some action. I'm going to go to clubs. I'm going to be. I'm going to join a band. Yes. Still can't believe they let me in that place. It was ridiculous. Like I looked like I do now, but like a child. Didn't have any kind of beard whatsoever. I don't think I even looked 14. I probably looked more than like 12. You know, then I was, uh, I left home when I was 16, you know, I was living on my own. And at that point, I was definitely going to the pub with regularity. Regularity. I had like a small amount of bum fluff on, uh, on my chin, you know, and, uh, and, and the surrounding area. And I would, I, I used to get, <laughs> I'd like nick this mascara from Boots and I put the mascara on the bum fluff so it looked like I had a dark beard you know and that was going fine until one night like some girl got angry with me for some reason I threw a pint into my face and that stuff started like leaking you know and smearing my beard started maneuvering downward very embarrassing should have shoplifted a better brand Ridiculous. Why get the cheap shit? 
I don't know what I was thinking. Frankly, I didn't know that much about mascara. I was not an expert. But it was a good idea and it did work for a while. So ridiculous. I remember we used to go to this pub and we like, so many people in there were, were 16 and should not have been in there, which is very normal in the UK in those days for like children to go to the pub. And there were people who weren't children in the pub as well. They were called, um, what were they called? Um, alcoholics. You know, they'd be in there all day. Be in there all day. We'd go in there. We didn't have any money. What you do is you go around, you borrow 50p from everyone you saw until you had enough money to buy a pint. And for the whole time, until you could borrow enough 50p's, you'd get rounds of water. There's a lady called Sue. Sue from the cross, the cross. She put up with us for a while, just ordering rounds of water until we could scab up enough 50p's. And then the other thing you'd do, you could get away with it more on a Thursday or a Friday when it was a bit busy. You'd go around and you'd like have a sip of everybody's pint. So you could just get hammered drinking a small amount of everyone's pint. Epic activities only in 1996. Ridiculous. I don't know what was going on. It's, it's baffling to me now. I was like this little 16-year-old just living on his own in the city, running around, going to pubs, getting into mayhems. Why would, why, would, why would you let him in? I had a job, you know. I worked in pubs. I had a job in the pub when I was 15. I was a glass collector. And occasionally they'd have a hen night in there and then they'd pay me to, like, take my trousers off. I don't know if people do that anymore. I was a Chippendale for one night. I think I got 10 pounds. Oh my goodness. Do people even go to pubs anymore? Are the pubs open? Did they reopen the pubs? Did they shut them again? I don't know what's going on. Chris Olin says, what you do is you bet someone a drink, you can drink a beer faster than them. That's a good one. Do you remember that thing? It used to be this thing you were judged on by how many pints you could drink. That's how you judged a man back in the day. You judge a man by how many pints he could drink. If someone could drink 10 pints and still stand up, then, then you respected them. You had no respect for people who couldn't handle like three or something. Yeah? It's a ridiculous situation. So you had all these like 13, 14, 15 year olds just like, uh, you know, just training themselves to be able to just drink ridiculous amounts of booze. I remember that one of the first times I went to a pub, they used to do this thing where they'd like have some kind of instrument, look like a tuba or something, and they'd be pouring booze into it and you'd, the person would be drinking it out of the other end and everyone would be stood around going, hey, 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 just like cheering them on. And someone would always go to hospital. It was normal back in the day. I was in Wales. It was very normal for people to be taken to the hospital to get their stomach pumped. Like, everybody knew someone who had that happen to them, like, every week. Does that happen anymore? I don't know if that happens anymore. I don't know what goes on. I live in Texas, you know, and... uh. I barely, I leave the house to go at the lake, you know, I swim in a lake. You know, sometimes I go into town, the local town, to get coffees. You know, I get a whole bunch of them at once and I bring them back to the crib, you know. That's about as much as I interact with the world. I was thinking the other day, I used to talk to all sorts of people, you know. I I talked to all the people in the club. Uh, I talked to all the people in the coffee shop. I, I had various homies in various parts. You know, I'd have many conversations in a day. Uh, not anymore. 
Not anymore. I'm out in the country now, baby. And I talk to you guys. <laughs> That's what happens. I talk to you guys. That's what goes on. And, uh, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And it's very nice to be able to talk to you guys, you know. You are, you're a great and powerful bunch, you know. And uh, I was looking for a song to play for you. I saw a couple of people. I don't, you know, you sometimes wonder, why do people come here? What do people come here for? Uh, they come here for, uh, you know, a sense of community. Uh, you know, they come here to hear good music. They They come here to... Uh, you know, probably put bets on uh, what what color lighting combination I'm going to go with today, or what T-shirt I'm wearing. You know, things of that nature. I don't know. Um, but some people definitely come here to work out. I do realize that. I was thinking maybe we need some kind of regular schedule. Maybe it needs to be like workout days and Mondays or Wednesdays or something, so you know what to expect. I don't know. We've done how many of these streams? What is it? A hundred and many. Lots, a few, 100 and something, what is it now? 165, 165, 165, and there is no um, schedule. There's no regularity about anything. It's like every day, it's what's, go, what's he doing today? Oh, today he's playing Mitch Hedberg over lo-fi, my goodness. How am I supposed to work out to that? I keep falling over laughing. I keep falling over laughing. How am I supposed to do push-ups laughing? Well, I'll tell you what, laughing is a good workout. It's a very good workout. Like, if you, if you had a serious, like, boom, boom, like, split your belly laugh session a couple times a week, that's better than doing a lot of squats. It's better than a lot of crunches. It is. But anyway, Just Steve says, don't schedule. Just Steve says, please keep it random. Rafa Gallego says, you need a pull-up bar hanging on that wall. I've actually got a thing up here. I was thinking of putting one up. Like, I've still got a lot of stuff to do in this house, you know. We only moved in here a month ago. You know, there's a lot to do and a lot of priorities. And this studio still needs sorting out. I still need, like, a set. All I've got is a wall. You know what I mean? I'm in here. I've got a wall. I, like, in the, in the other place, I had some curtains, didn't I? You know? We tried to hang the curtains up, but they're very, very heavy. They're soundproof curtains, and they pulled half the wall out. The wall couldn't handle it. And there was, uh, you know, it was... We tried these different kinds of... I did all this investigation. I tried all these different kind of raw plugs, plug squiggly things, twisty tunnel things. It just messed up the wall, baby. Those curtains are too powerful. Those curtains are far too powerful. But don't worry. Don't worry. There's, you know, there's stuff coming up. I gotta build a, I still got to build a DJ booth. I'm still DJing out of that thing that I took on tour. You know, that case. Still doing that. I feel, you know... I feel like a disgrace sometimes, but, you know, it's only so many hours in the day. And, uh, you know, you've got to choose your priorities. You've got to pick your battles, you know. And my number one priority is getting you that music. It's what I've got to get you that music and regulate those vibes, you know. So I show up here at 7 in the morning and 7 in the evening, and I regulate the vibes, and then I make music. Oh, my goodness, I made an epic song today. I made an epic song today. I'm wondering when to let you know what the album is. I'm wondering when to let you know. And I think I might do it on the stream. <laughs> And I don't know, stream, maybe I'll play you a few songs from it. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that's what I'll do. Caroline H. says, I come to Morning Wave. Why isn't it called Morning Wave? Why am I calling it the Meaning Wave Morning Show when it could be called Morning Wave? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What is wrong with me? Caroline H. says, I come to Morning Wave for the mindset and the workout motivation. I come to Evening Wave to shake my hips with my loved ones. Aye, that makes sense. I mean, that's specific to where you are in the world, I guess, but that does make sense. That is a good way of thinking about it, you know, I would say. 
Probably is a good way of thinking about it. Someone just said we're closing in on 200 streams. That's a good point. When are we hitting 200? What do we do for 200? What do we do when we hit 200 streams? By the way, you guys are rubbish with the likes tonight. Rubbish. How we do a whole set and we're only on 77? I, when I used to do this show, when we started this, I wouldn't even start a set till we got 100. Maybe I need to take it back to those days. Oh, my goodness. It's this fear of discomfort. People have... Yo, Jim Bros, this is your moment to shine. ...in their mind when it comes to their associations with exercise. They want to avoid discomfort. They feel like any type of exercise is just, like, something to be avoided. That's not for me. Fuck that. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to strain. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to strain. A lot of times, this association that they have is about the beginnings of getting in shape. It's not about once you're actually fit. Because once you're actually fit and you look forward to it, it feels great. If I can't get a workout in, I look at my schedule and go, oh shit, I don't have any time for a workout, which means I'm not going to get that good feeling. Get get that good feeling. Get that. And so instead of looking at it like, oh, I've got to go grunt and sweat, I'm thinking I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm not going to feel carefree. Even appreciative, like my appreciation of things, and it gets enhanced greatly after exercise. I just feel better at I sweat, I wanna strain, I'm a sweat, I wanna strain, I'm a sweat, I wanna strain, I'm a sweat, I wanna strain, get that good feeling, get get that good feeling, get that good feeling. I'm a strain, I'm a sweat, I wanna 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 strain, get that good feeling, get get that good feeling, get that good feeling. Most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. It's so illogical. Discomfort is your friend. It really is. Discomfort, not being happy and content with certain situations in life. They're massive, massive motivators. They're amazing at facilitating change. Yet our instinct is to avoid those and just sit on the couch and watch some fucking reality show. It's bizarre. But when I get really disciplined and really consistent with my workouts i almost feel momentum i feel like there's push behind me like all right yeah now i'm doing sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i want to sweat you get that good feeling get that good feeling get get that good feeling i'm sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i want to sweat i want to strain i'm sweat i want to strain i'm sweat i want to strain get that good feeling get get that good feeling get that good feeling yeah now i'm doing it yeah now i'm doing it yeah. all the time now i'm looking forward to the next time and it makes that resistance much weaker and it makes my motivation and my discipline much stronger i think a lot of it is based on just the consistency blowing something off is not just bad for you physically it's also bad mentally because then that option is now available the option to fuck off it before and you're probably going to do it again and you'll get mediocre results not just in that aspect of your life maybe in all aspects of your life that option to fuck off when you embrace it that is a pathway that you might choose when it comes to dealing with conflict in your personal life business business decisions career decisions like an uncomfortable decision that you might be faced with what your pathway is in life but you don't do it instead you fuck off and that inclination to fuck off that gathers momentum as well. The inclination to be disciplined, that comes with momentum. I think both things. You take a path. I'm gonna sweat, I'm gonna strain, I'm gonna sweat, I'm gonna strain, I'm gonna sweat, I'm gonna strain, I'm gonna sweat, I'm gonna strain. Get that good feeling. Get that good feeling. Get that good feeling. I'm gonna sweat, 
get that good feeling. feeling. Get that good feeling. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. M-A-Z, make some noise. Yeah, rascals. Bap, bap, bap. Hey. It feels great. Take a path, baby. Or the path of the fuck off. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Your body is like a race car that you can juice up yourself. Like you can add the fat tires. You can add improved suspension. You can beef up the horsepower of the engine. You can do all that yourself. Or you could just choose to have this shitty body. No one's under the illusion that you're going to live forever. But you are enhancing the experience that you're currently involved in right now. You are alive. enjoyable as it can be and we all know that there's a spectrum for that enjoyability like we've all had times in our life where it's not been so great and then times in our life everything came together like what a fucking great day whoa great day whoa great day whoa great day whoa make more of those make more of those make more of those you can make more of those and then the whole thing's better and then the whole thing's better and i think when that whole thing is better it affects everybody you touch everybody that's around you and that in turn, I mean, it sounds so grandiose, but in, in turn can affect the entire race of human beings. Yeah, what up, baby? All right, bless up. I want to thank everyone who's been here and supporting tonight. Thank you, Matt Lally. Thank you, Andrew Pullman. Says, thanks for doing this. Akira Mitch is my favorite comedian. He, Mitch is the greatest, baby. Mitch is the greatest. Ain't nobody ever did it like Mitch, you know? What up, Alec Moran? Thank you, baby. Says, I always feel sad and happy when I hear Mitch. It's so... It's a be so insane to see how him and Patrice O'Neill would be doing now. Thanks for playing this tonight. Uh, if they were both around now, they would be canceled. They would have been cancelled by joyless fucktards. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they would probably have uh, podcasts, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't know. You know, certain people, I don't. they weren't made for these times, baby. They were made for the times they were in. They were made for the moment they were in, and they burned bright, and they were glorious in that moment. And I'm glad they're not here with, now, because, uh, you know now wouldn't be kind to people like that now requires a different kind of animal you know different kind of animal Mitch was a sensitive boy you know he was a sweet sensitive man and uh and a genius you know and a genius and he burned bright baby he burned bright what was that thing whose joke was it was it Doug Stanhope it's Doug Stanhope. I think it was Doug Stanhope. He had that bit, you know, and he's like, uh, people say, oh, Kurt Cobain, he died so young, so sad. Or, Jimi Hendrix, he died so young, so sad. And he's like, eh, maybe he was out of shit. Maybe that was his thing to do. Maybe that was it. Maybe if he, he'd hung around, he'd, he'd just got like fat and old and annoying. You know? Who knows, baby? Sometimes angels come to this world, they come down into this thing, and they bless us with glory, you know, and then they bugger off. And, uh, and they, what, you know? And we have what they left behind them. And that's a beautiful thing, baby. You know? So, thanks, Mitch Hedberg, and 
Patrice O'Neill and all those other angels, baby. All those other angels who came down and blessed us. Blessed us with laughter and blessed us with insight and made us think about things in a different way and see the world in a different way, you know. Those things live on forever. You know, Alec Moran, yeah, it was Stanhope. And it's funny because, you know, Stanhope, you know, the Stanhope now, you know, young Stanhope would have hated this Stanhope. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, you know. But that's how it goes, baby. You know, die the hero, live long enough to see yourself become the, uh, the villain, huh? Uh, Mad Moon Rabbit says, Akira, stick around for us even if the tunes dry up. Hey, what do you mean tunes dry up? I'm chatting about tunes dry up. Are you, are you crazy? Are you crazy? You don't understand, baby. You don't understand. I step out of here. I step next door. I, I put the fingers on the keys and just glory comes out every time. And it'd be like, damn, too much. Like, I need more more me's. I need to clone me. I need more days. I need more hours. Do you know how much music I'd be, be putting out? Palmy's like, eh, I mean, the, the four hours a day I spend doing these streams, that's at least one more song. I don't know, baby. But then I get so much from doing this. I learn so much. And of course, you know, I love hanging out with you guys. So I know, baby. I don't know, baby. You know, the only way you dry up, the only way that well ones dry or whatever is you stop using it. It's a muscle. All of it is a muscle. You know, if you uh, if you have an accident, you know, and you stop using your legs, if you're in a hospital bed for like two weeks, right, they have to give you some kind of physical therapy and shit. They have to get nurses in there, like, doing all this stuff. You know what I mean? You have to be, like, watching instructional videos and shit just to walk. Just a couple weeks, baby, and your muscles will atrophy, and you won't work anymore. Walk anymore. You th- you think it's not the same for everything else? You think it's not the same for like making music or telling jokes or whatever the fuck it is you do? You know what I mean? These musicians, you think they can like make one album every three, four years, and then fuck off on holiday for a year or something, and go soak up some inspiration, and then get back and switch it on? Don't work like that. You let the muscle muscle atrophy. That's why your second album is shit. You know, that's why your jokes ain't funny anymore. You ever see that? There's this beautiful, one of them uh, comedians in cars getting coffees. And it's Jerry Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy just says, you know, the one thing I regret is stopping doing stand-up and just losing that, losing that ability and losing that muscle. And he looks so sad. You look in his eyes, that's the eyes of, that's real regret. Like, real regret. You know, I don't have any regret. I ain't have no regret, baby, because where I am right now is exactly where I want to be. Right here at the peak of recorded human civilization with you. I wouldn't change a thing about where I am right now, which means I couldn't change a thing about nothing I did. Now, I learned a lot of lessons. I did stuff I ain't proud of, but I ain't regret nothing, baby, because I had to be right here, right now with you, look. You know, but, uh, you know, you got to think about that shit. you got to think about Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? Don't let that muscle atrophy. You got to keep working. You got to keep doing it. And you keep doing it, it'll get better and better and better and better. And it'll just grow and it'll grow and it'll grow and it'll grow, baby. And you know, at some point you can die. That's okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the tactics, baby. That's how it works. Now, I'm going to get out of here. I want to say thank you all for being here tonight. As always, if you want to support the wave, you know what to do. You can become a member of the channel. You can become a member of the Patreon. 
you know you can send a one-time donation you can go to meaningwave.com buy yourself a fly shirt because you're a fly individual and you want to support the wave and you want to look fly you want people to say "Ooh, what's that and you go that's meaning wave and they say what's meaning wave and you say what's meaning wave meaning wave exists that's all you got to say you know write that shit in the sky with an airplane if you got the means i don't ask much just be bad motherfucker you know just be a bad motherfucker uh make your ancestors proud go forth be micey all that where's my camera is it that one is it that one is that one there it is do that stuff and join me for bye five bye joe bye joe bye goodness bye gracious bye crackaroonie get up stand up straight with shoulders back three Did you see that? Did you see that? My mic stand just, just straight up, just ducked. Three, two, one. Voulez-vous? Uh, yo, if you want to go hang out somewhere else, we've got Meaning Wave Radio 24-7. That's also streaming right now. You can go hang out there. All right, you ain't got to be lonely. You ain't gonna be lonely, baby. Oh, all right, later.